Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what, what are we doing again? Hello? So. Hello. Wait, what are we doing? Hey, Wait. Wait, what are we doing? Wait. Oh, I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> anything goes. Oh, anything goes. I love that song. Let it, let's get right up in that lap, Chloe. Ooh, yeah. This meeting is being recorded. Chloe will be here soon. Hello. <laughs> I always get so excited and happy when I first hear you, Chloe. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I don't really believe in it until it's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hello. This meeting is being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> that's always weird. They, they don't say that until you hit confirm with audio. It's like, yeah. It's just waiting, waiting in the wings, waiting to okay. tell you. It says to me, Chloe Black is, is waiting in the waiting room. Admit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is true. I admit it. She is waiting. <laughs> and it only took a little waterboarding, and I admitted it. <laughs> just a smidge. <laughs> just some light. A splash, a splash of waterboarding. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> we have to rocky start. Oh, my Don't God. Cancel. You know what? I'm sure there are a lot of things that that, that applies to. Um So I could do with, I could do, I don't know about you, Chloe, but I could do with some cheering up, cheering on. Yeah. Grab For my sure. Get in the boat. Yeah. And actually, Absolutely. I wonder, like, even though this comedian is not female, I, I believe you and I share, we really do share a fondness for the great Greg Fleet. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that onwards, upwards, grab your teeth bit from <laughs> yes. the smallest room. Boat on, boat up, grab your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just always oh, love oh, it. Hold up, grab your teeth. And I like, love that. That was his yeah. um, 10 years in a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'm hoping that on, um, broadcast on that show, Smallest Room in the House. It was yeah. We had it taken off. We are so old. I've got it on VHS. I hope it survived the fire. Yeah, right. Oh, no. I hope no, it's on that. YouTube. It Watch it all on YouTube. Sorry. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to be able to, and you can also watch his um, watch his TV series um, "Die on Your Feet," which is really fascinating. I don't think based I on a, based on a play he wrote, by the same name about about stand-up comedians. It's um, it's very interesting. <laughs> I was thinking about comedians today because I was reading this article about James Corden and how, <laughs> yeah, like apparently. This is in the words of the independent.co.uk newspaper. Apparently there was a collective sigh of something when it was announced that James Corden was going to be in the new Cinderella movie. And I'm only invested in this because James Acaster's in the new Cinderella movie. Oh, right. Okay. And I realised that actually if I got on, on board with, you know, getting stuck into James Corden for being annoying, which everybody knows he's annoying, um, yeah, but yeah. Also must have handpicked James Lancaster for this part because oh, right. he, okay. he kind of direct, you know, he like he he directed the project. Whether he directed the film itself, I don't think so. But he's he's partly the reason it got made, at least if not mostly the reason why it got made. And um, yeah, yeah. I don't, don't want to get a reputation of being rude about people I don't know. Not that I don't already have. <laughs> but he's a celebrity, so we're we we can't. I mean. No, I don't think we have permission, but it feels like that the permission is, permission is implied. 
like, and, and in this, well, they're a public figure. We can take them down. Well, I don't want to take him down. I just feel like I'm having a reaction to him that I can't really, you know, it's like I've met yeah. him. I've certainly met versions of him. And I love the BTS carpool karaoke that he did because that, yeah, sure. that was a very endearing way to present BTS. Yeah. You know, I retract everything. I don't think that they're public figures that need to be ridiculed or held to light. Wait till that happens to you. Start again. <laughs> wait, wait, what are we doing? Wait, what did I just say? <laughs> yeah, right. No, like, look, I think it's Hang a on a second. Time. Am I just like trying to keep the words in the air and I'm not saying anything that I actually believe in? <laughs> I do love that expression. Toss up the word salad. That's right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there is that. But yes, yes, celebrities are people and they have feelings. And yeah, although, but, but we only see one side of them and that, that makes us decide whether we find them in our favour or not, which is incredibly yeah. shallow. We manage but it's something we do. Sorry, I didn't mean to speak over you. <laughs> That's alright, it's alright. I'm all right. so sorry. You're really self-conscious about it now, aren't you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You feel like I, every yeah, time you're like, I am. I hear you. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? If I could go back in time and re-record the pilot, I probably would, would go for that. But I'm also of the of the opinion that if you've made something, you may as well just get it out there because yeah, you know what? To the time that it and and I find that the energy level of a second attempt is always off. You know, so it's yeah, like, sure. I'm sorry that my first serve was a bit aggressive. That's all right. That's all right. I think we're both the same. I have a very much like a punk slapdash kind of, I don't know, um, ready-made data attitude. I'm like just, yeah. but that's it. It's done. Put it out there. Yeah, I made something. What more do you want? (laughs) You know, hands over eyes, press send. That's how it usually works for me. Yeah. I'm going to do this while I'm still interested in it. Boop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, there's still something. Oh, sorry, that's my phone. I should turn it off. I had everything in this apartment singing at me. I swear to God, the washing machine stopped. Sing, sing. The microwave stopped. I'm having udon noodles in leftover Napol- Napolitana sauce. <laughs> Total oh, wow. no-brainer food. Yeah, <laughs> I've ordered pizza for like the probably third time this month. Oh, um, no, I love pizza. I also love having pizza for breakfast. Cold pizza. Oh re- yeah, isn't it always a treat? Do you reheat? It's great. Do you? Oh, I do and I don't. I mostly reheat it, but it depends what mood I'm in. I need to. I need to have taken a few mouthfuls of that cold pizza to commit to to, to remind myself how good it is. <laughs> otherwise, I'd, otherwise, otherwise, I just put it in the microwave as like out of habit, and you know, I forget that there's something really not Moorish about cold pizza. Oh no, the opposite. I love the way that the the cheese kind of congeals and the and because I always get like I don't know about you and I don't know how you feel about this. This can be a very divisive, um, you know, topic. But I like pineapple on my pizza. I love pineapple on pizza too. I don't know what everyone's problem is. I love the cold pineapple, especially when it mixes with all the salt from yeah. the salami that I we keep, we keep appling, they keep hating. It's like God. Haters gonna hate. 
That's right. That's right. I really I don't know. It's just another reason people, I think people who, who love getting upset with people, finding another reason to be upset with people. It's like, well, yeah. And is it, is it just that? Is it just that manufactured discontent? That yes. People just it is manufactured discontent, isn't it? <laughs> I live in the first world. I have no problems to speak of, but I'm sure I can create a problem for somebody for something. That's it. (laughs) I'm going to spend a lot of time on Twitter complaining about my spin class and see if I can turn it into a reality TV spot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. First world spin class problems. I did love that hashtag. First world problems really did stay with me, especially like right now. Like my, I mean, I don't, I mean, what's happening in, in the world I've just finished watching The Big Short for the second time. Oh, um, that's amazing, isn't it? Such isn't it about the GFC, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it has a special resonance um, for me partly because someone I know was working at Lehman Brothers the day it collapsed and told wow. me, gave this first-person account of, like, to me. And, and that was, you know, I didn't, I don't have any money. It's not like I had any stakes in it all. yeah. You know, and such a sad ending. I think Steve Carell, I love Steve Carell, but I don't think there are enough women in the film and it does, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a testosterone fest. And in that way, it's not dissimilar enough from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Um, you're right. So I don't know. I'm kind of like, and also whenever I see Brad Pitt, I just go, Oh God, not again. Like I just, I feel like, (laughs) you know, Brad Pitt is massively overexposed, overvalued. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. That's not to say that. We've got a bit of echo. We've got a bit of echo. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. We did. Sorry. We did. Sorry. It's gone now. Sorry. 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 I was sorry. just making, making note of it before it got unwieldy. <laughs> well, we don't want unwieldy echo. No, that's right. Well, yeah, that Brad Pitt in that movie before. was so strange. He was kind of like trying to be Bill, like Bill Gates type character, right? Like a, the Bezos kind of guy. Yeah, and he just, I mean, he did have that smug, I'm the one who's actually the best person in this whole film. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, I mean, one thing I love about Steve Carell is he, he does plumb the depths of his self-awareness to, to make a part in a film, whereas I don't think yeah. he has that self-awareness. So he just yeah. glides on through. I don't oh, like he's made that. such a great move away from, like, um, you know, um, Michael Scott from The Office, like. Oh, I haven't seen that. I, to me, The Office is the English TV show. It always will be. I don't want to watch the other one. I know that they've, you know, there's a lot of people who love it, but it's like, every, I yeah. feel like if I watch it, I will secretly be, you know, syringing out blood samples from Martin Freeman. I don't want to do it. <laughs> that's I'd a strange way to put it, but yeah, that's, I can get, I can get that. The no, out of that I, I, relationship. I think. I think of them as two completely different shows and they're kind of in the same setup, but the characters are different. I mean, they're the same, same, but different. You can actually enjoy them as two unique, separate entities. And so I, I adore both of them. So oh, that's good. I'm glad, but, to, I'm glad to hear that because you, you will represent that argument for this podcast because I can't. <laughs> yeah, okay. No worries. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, the big short and like, yeah, the world's like, um, yeah, going to crap at the moment. <laughs> It's certainly um craptacular. Craptacular. Yeah. Um and craptacular is that French for craptacular? It is. It's a craptacular. It is, <laughs> is that Cirque du Soleil, but it's craptacular? It, it is très craptacular. <laughs> <laughs> Vraiment. Oh, oh, oh. 
crêpe de lemon. That's how you know it's French, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, it can be like, you know, French people can do that to anything, right? It's like, oh, oh, oh he died in his sleep. <laughs> that's dark. That's, <laughs> that's German. The <laughs> cancer has metastasized. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I'm seriously amusing myself. You're in a dark one today. <laughs> you are cheering. I'm just trying to think, like, I'm, I'm, I'm riffing, but with a terrible um laughing at wrong stuff is so cathartic. There's so yeah. much stuff that you're not, you are, you are not responsible for most of what happened that was bad in the world today, I'm assuming. Probably not. No, no. Although I did, I did, I did set up, I did set off the war on terror. Anyway, but anyway, that's, that's other news. <laughs> So um, <laughs> you are the caliphate, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And also, I think you hosted your engagement party and posted it on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Funny that. I love that even by that, sixty-nine people were involved in that. I got a real Bill and Ted thrill out of that. Sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. I don't. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like saying this would be a great status update. It'd be like. Um, so yeah, about this engagement party, like I don't know what she sees in him. <laughs> oh no! Well, actually, I was looking at that lady's like, foot. I think she might have an artificial foot. Like I was looking. Oh god, at, I missed the foot connection. Where's this? Well, I was looking. Okay, I watched the video on Twitter without the faces all blurred, and um, I oh, was. Oh wow! And there was um. There was a, a bit where you can see this. She's got her legs crossed, and it kind of looks like she's got one of those prosthetic, you know, twangy kind of kangaroo feet. You wow. I think <laughs> oh, I'm not sure if I'm. Oh, right. like a like you mean like a blade, like a yeah, yeah, a yeah. Like that, like oh, okay, right, right. Glorious guy who, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. guilty, wasn't he? He was. Yes, he was. You never know yeah. what you can say in this day and age. It's like. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, but he was like so. Wow, that's so. I never. I only. I only. I didn't even see the footage. I just read about it at work. But I thought Dan is fine. I just can't believe that people sort of. You know, it's almost like it's almost like people in Melbourne have just sort of taken it in their own hands. They've just gone. We're either damned or we're not. Let's just like live while make hay while the lights like while the. While the sun shines, I don't know. But the sun isn't shining right now. Like, yeah, yeah. The sun, is, the sun is black and raining down hellfire and ash. And unless we get out of the way, we, there won't yeah. be any left. So I don't know. I'm yeah. But and there was. Oh, exactly. I mean, you know, they're, they're certainly not paying attention. But like, um, but it's just kind of like, it just boggles my mind that they would do that, and the way they would garrulously joke about it. Like oh, somehow so that they were privileged enough to be exempt from catching it or being, you know, like, yeah. I just find that so rude. And so you know, it was like, Not read oh. well. yeah, yeah. Optics were really bad. That's the expression. The optics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't think about the optics, man. Yeah. Cause yeah. you need an optometrist. No, an optometricist. No. Anyway, I don't know what you need. You'll need a re, a re, 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 um, rehabilitation, re, a reputation rehabilitation. <laughs> Far out. You got there. You got there. Three goes. Because <laughs> I tried yeah. through it anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You need a PR person. <laughs> oh, that would have been much quicker. 
I'm going to hire you yeah. to do all of our PR. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Chloe, awesome. Now. Chloe, no, don't bring to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So we but love- I'm saying, how are you anyway, lovely? Oh, how am I? Um, I am well. That's I good. Am, That's good. Uh, yeah. I am in a sort of, you know, like still in stasis, but things are moving forward with, you know, like the healing and the, you know, having, getting my life, like getting my life back together. Although yeah, back to that first podcast, I do think that I kind of <laughs> deserved something awful to happen to me. But then again, you know, that's, yeah, I get, I think, you know, I think in so many ways. I think you're much too hard on yourself. <laughs> I have heard that. And the first, our first effort was, was brave and bold and was okay. 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 Yeah. I do wrong feels like the moment that I'm costing my, my chance with James Acaster. Can I actually say that's the truth? There's no way. <laughs> that's the thing that he hears or if that's the thing that he sees and he makes up his mind based on mm-hmm. that. Mm. Yeah, I don't really think he'll be listening, but anyway. <laughs> but, um, it's possible. Oh, my God, I watched this adorable thing the other day and it got me thinking about music and comedians and because Nish Kumar was on yeah. – Nish Kumar was the person who played Frank Ocean's Ivy to James Acaster, which then turned, turned into the reason why – I ended up listening to it. So Nish Kumar obviously has fantastic taste in music. And he and this other bloke um, wrote a song on Taskmaster, and it is just brilliant. I've got to send it. I'll send you the link because it's so cute. Yeah, right. So it, good. It, was, it was fantastic. And, like, they had half an hour to write it. And then I was thinking, oh, I bet that made James Acaster jealous to see someone getting along really well with Nish Kumar, who I think he's quite fond of. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry that my world revolves around James Acaster. I can't help it. It's like uh-huh. it's like a gravitational thing, and it's just. Oh, I think my pizza's here. Oh, that's probably a good time for me to stop talking. About <laughs> but just hold that thought. Um, All right, I'll pause. I will stop the recording. Oh, and I'll pause it. Pizza. Play some music, and I'll be back. <laughs> so welcome back. We're now we're now um we have our foods and. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was just uh, eating my tomato. Honestly, this would be perfect if I um, had no energy, and I didn't. Anyway, oh my god, what a great start! Hey, welcome. But <laughs> 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 well, we were talking. Hey, I've got a mouthful of pizza as well. So. Oh. Sorry, everyone. Oh. We're thinking about things that go with food, and we started talking a little bit before we started re-recording this about Coca-Cola. And Chloe and I have both read a really wonderful book by a chap called Mark Prendergast, I think his name is, Prendergast, um, who wrote a book called For God, Country, and Coca-Cola. We were just sort of sharing some of our favourite stories. And then Chloe said that Fanta was invented by the Nazis, and that's when we went, we must record this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, what? It's actually an oddly, oddly known fact that um, the Allies froze, um, the, um, or you know, um, well, they froze trade routes to Germany um, so that you know they couldn't. Um, well, you know, it's obviously a tactic of war. Like, well, we're going to cut your supply lines. So 
So what they do is they, well, that meant they um, stalled the um, shipments of Coke syrup to the Coke factories. So the Coke factory were laid dormant and couldn't make anything. And then the owner of the German Coke factory went, well, I'll just get all the syrup from all the other flavours that we have got left over and make another soft drink, a new soft drink. <laughs> and they coloured it orange and called it Fanta. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, I mean, no. That's why it's really, really sweet. If you watch, like, uh, well, every now and again there's usually a, bit, a playful nod to Fanta. Like, um, did you ever used to watch, like, the um, the McAuliffe program? Like, or, like, or even, um, are even mad as hell, his latest show? Like, Bits of it. Yeah. I mean, there's one skit about, um, you know, Adolf Hitler is in the bunker and he's uh, about to take his cyanide pill. And um, it's just a really lovely bit. I can't believe I'm saying it's lovely. But anyway, there's a lovely bit where um, uh, Hitler's um, manservant is bringing him the cyanide capsule on a silver platter and and um, next to the silver platter is like a, a like a, a, you know, a <clears throat> sort of a... a Wine glass or something like that, but next to that is a is a is a freshly opened bottle of Fanta and to wash down the suicide pills. And did <laughs> um, that actually what happened to Hitler? I, I'm not really a Hitler. You know, some people just love the stories. But I mean, obviously, no one in their right mind really likes yeah. Hitler, but but he's a, yeah. a figure of some <laughs> nation. It's like how you get really into a true crime story. I can't believe I just said that on record. I'm going to have to that and go, did I? No, I'm not. An, anyway, no, I just don't think it's safe. I can see why people just stop talking about things that are difficult. I can really yeah, yeah. you just go, yeah. nah, brain is got sort of, your brain kind of leaves you on the edge of the diving board and says, you're on your own now. And you go, oh, yeah. I'm not sure I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be labelled a, a Nazi, Nazi hippopotamus. So, um I don't want Sorry. to be a Nazi hippopotamus. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A Nazi, <laughs> a Nazi hippopotamus. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> I know. Maybe we shouldn't have started recording. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is going to be like Garth Marenghi's dark place, and we're going to have to put a, a disclaimer at the beginning that we were both yeah. in a strange mood today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we just, just put in a slide that says, content missing. Mm, I mean, yes. want to flesh it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yes, and then also, if you watch this show, there's a show on um, Prime called uh, Man in the High Castle. And, um, no, I don't have Prime. Yeah, and it's like a, a an alternate history story. It was written by Philip K. Dick, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was about what would happen as if the Nazis had won the war. And... Um, uh, it's in this, yeah, and it, it's kind of cool because, like, you know, there are spies and you can kind of tell they're spies, but you're not too sure. But one of the spies drinks Fanta instead of Coke. It's kind of quite a cute little. Well, little I never knew that about Fanta, and now I'm going to view every time that Fanta gets any product placement time with suspicion and curiosity. <laughs> and I'll yeah. Google it. I'll have to Google it, and that will. Personally, yeah. I like Dr. Pepper, so. <laughs> really drink much of I do like Sprite. Sprite is J Hope's favourite soda and I quite like Seven. Yeah. 
But I accidentally bought this Mountain Dew. Actually, no, I think I wanted Mount, regular Mountain Dew, and I got bought Mountain Dew energy drink. And I was having it with my. Oh, I hate that. Why would they do that? Well, and tell me, I don't. It's not a fair substitute. And it's like I don't want that much caffeine at this time of night, or ever. I know. I know. It's like so stupid. I know. Actually, there's a really interesting show that I would like to watch called Reservation Dogs. And, um, oh, I've heard about this show. This looks great, yeah. yeah it does. It looks really good. Taika Watiti was um, talking, he boosted or posted something about it on Instagram. And then, oh, my Lord, he, um, uh, oh, that's my wine. Um, anyway, he posted a photograph of himself wearing mint-flavoured underwear. And I'm like, I still haven't got over it. That was like... <laughs> He's that wearing mint flavored underwear. Mint flavored underwear. Look it up. I'm just gonna take this phone call. I'll be right back. Okay. Me recording in progress. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, so that's good that you've got people to look after you and that people can come and um, tend to you well, since you um. I, I mean, since we, Melbourne is going into lockdown. Oh my god, another two weeks. <laughs> someone, someone who I adore. Um, who I think you you must know Ash Flanders from Yarts Time, right? You remember Ash and Deck? Oh, it's a familiar name. Yeah. Well, Ash and Deck were hosts at the very beginning of my involvement with Yarts, and then I got you. I I roped you into it. <laughs> you you started yeah, right. me, and um and I miss I still still miss Ralph, of course, miss Ralph. Um, and yeah. Ash Ash posted that bit from. Uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about him going to Mars with it's like two weeks and then the lady starts shaking and the head comes apart. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <That's> perfect response. <laughs> you know that she has like uh, her own Facebook page, that character. I'm so glad. Um, I love that. Yeah. I never get two tired of watching Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for someone to do the remix of Dan Andrews saying it was a shitty thing to do. It was a shitty thing because I love that um that remix that they did of Get on the Beers and then oh yeah, likes to it. Brilliant. You know it's you know it's serious when they swear in the in the, in the presser, right? Mm. I'm just so glad to have him back. I'm glad he's back, feeling better. I can't believe like it's really like it's so. I'm honestly a bit panic-struck about how dumb people are. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there are people who are really down on him and people who are really, like, you know, dictator Dan and all this crap. All of that is the Herald Sun Murdoch press, though, and it's always only the only people who say that, and it's such a clear divide of people who read yeah. the Sun. Anybody yeah, who, right. you know, watches Q&A. But it's not like it's his fault. It's not like he sits there in this big star chamber with a giant COVID switch and goes, <laughs> yeah. well, I must keep them indoors for a little longer. Like, yeah, and he's just not the type either. Like, it would be, no. it's, it's not even a he must be, ear camera. He must be hating his job right now. But he doesn't shy away from quick decisions. And, I mean, God, yeah. I would much rather have Dan Andrews than any Liberal Premier at the moment. My God. Yeah, for sure. Liberal, yeah. liberal people would throw you to the free market and sprinkle you with salt. Yeah, right. Yeah, nom, exactly. nom, nom. Tell me yeah. where to get <laughs> and I'll make stock. 
Yeah, yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, it's so gross. I just feel that they just don't care about any of us. Everyone for themselves. Ayn Rand forever. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just so, like, um, you know, it really is this, I don't know, oh, I guess I'm just being, this makes me feel awful, but at the same time I look at it and I go, this really is a war about smart, smart versus dumb. It's like, you know, um, the, the, I don't think anyone who's actually on a freedom march or, or thinks that COVID is a lie or is like um, taking any of their advice from a YouTuber in um, but fuck Illinois, it's really like um, has any smarts or critical. Or critical I, really, I want one of their fridge magnets. Yes, that's right. Yeah, welcome. I've been to to Illinois and all I got was this lousy fridge magnet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, but like yeah. I think that's very true. Like there is definitely a huge discrepancy in the political views of of people who are well educated and intelligent and people who are not. But what's what's um what's also contributing to the inequality of the whole thing is access to information and education yeah, right. divided according to these existing class structures. So it's a structural problem. People Yeah, exactly. Who, people who don't feel that they they don't understand the big words. They, I mean, yeah. it's like it's like watching BTS on Graham Norton. So there's this moment yeah. in the BTS interview on Graham Norton where Jin has just been outrageous and blown a big kiss to the camera, and Graham's made a joking comment, and RM is literally the only person in the group who's understood it. And there's this moment where J Hope and Taehong and Sugar and um. And actually, Jin, who sat back down, are all looking at him going, I don't know if you're being nice to us or mean to us. So I'm just yeah, right. wait and see what's happening. And I just think they're so brave, you know, yeah. even trying to have, like, interviews. I mean, I just... Yeah, with, like, people speaking in different, totally different languages. Yeah, and they were saying that yeah. was actually, as well, that was one of the huge problems in Afghanistan was that, they were trying to coordinate elections in these towns. You know, this is when the colonial powers were supporting the U.S.-led, the U.S.-supported Afghan government that was sort of, I mean, it's really, they placed it there. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. position and, and that, nobody likes that. No, no group of people who are born and raised and live in an area like being told who is in charge now because, yeah. God, I mean, who was it? The Russians left Afghanistan and then the, you know, it's like it's like Vietnam with the French leaving, and then the Americans start fighting because of the, the you know, the allyship. With the yeah. It's like everything keeps seems to me to come back to this. People, they need autonomy. They need to be yeah. self self directed, and that's their. You know, that's a really important human right. And I think colonialism just ran roughshod over all that. And anyway, that's me being yeah. anyway, not funny. Yeah. So you think so you think people are feeling the pinch because their liberties have been like um restricted. Oh my so god. I, I mean I um, but but they're sort of not they're um <clears throat> they're kind of, you know, they really confuse their targets because they should be angry at coronavirus and at people I think um, having having engagement parties. I think they're manipulated and they're missing the <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's so, right. <laughs> if you're listening to the edited version of this, which you will be, Chloe yeah. not sneeze. No, I never sneeze. Oh, not since COVID came. I never sneeze. Oh, but I don't have. I need a bodily noise. I'm like, I really would like to put my hand under my armpit and. 
just to join the party. <laughs> I don't want in. <laughs> I'll snort we'll have, a, we'll have a we'll have a trip we'll have a triple threat going. But. <laughs> That's when I go. <laughs> That's right. Let me do wine country. Did you just burp a fart? A little above my beer. <laughs> but you could do it like that that penguin cafe track, like just. I know that one. And it's like basically just this kind of percussive melody that's made up with phone tones. You're talking about something that really happened. Yeah, you 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 introduced me to what it's called. Well, the, I mean, the the original Penguin Cafe Orchestra piece is is called you know String and Rubber Band or something, and it's on it's on that um album. Yeah, that's a really early Penguin. Did you? And there's an oh no, okay. I have not. I do not remember everything that mind you, nobody does. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking for it now. I'm looking for it now. But yeah, like oh, Penguin right. Cafe Orchestra, yeah. Wait. But <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, Telephone and Rubber Band is the name. Telephone and Rubber Band, yeah. Yeah. And so we could do a version of that, oh, but with true. just sneezes and verse. and farts. Codrill would buy that. And so would Gavis. Yeah, totally. And in fact, when they make a combined product, which is Cod Graviscron, it will be like, solve your indigestion and your head cold in one handy tablet. Yeah, yeah. Theme song. That's right, that's right. <laughs> do you still have that record? I remember when you found that. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, I mean, unless it's melted. Or. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how my records will have gone. They were in the other room, but I'm certain that some of my CD cases have fused together. But I'm just going to take the CDs out. I'm, I'm just, I don't ever throw out anything that's even possibly salvageable and that's that's what leads to my massive hoarding disorder which is yeah. disguised as collecting masquerading as hoarding tidied up to form collecting again and then descends quickly into hoarding again <laughs> it's a very difficult you know like hoarding is like you know it's, it's all it's all subjective right well that's the thing like when you know when a rich person has too much stuff they call them eccentric and when a poor person has too much stuff they call them a hoarder yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. Going, wow, that's classy. Yeah. It's like um, I've do I've dedicated the west wing of the building to all the newspapers that I've bought. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and when I finally complete my collection of salt and pepper shakers, thinking of hacks, then um, you know, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have this other. I have another room full of cat and dog food tins because you never know those labels might come back in vague or something. <laughs> well, you never know. Like something might actually – my mum used to have this amazing collection of souvenir beer cans. Like she had them from the first Rock yeah, right. and the Glendy. And I didn't even realise that people made these things. But my daughter came yeah. home from the Double Arches place, which I really – we mustn't promote. We don't promote it. But she came back with this off-balance glass with sesame seed design on it, and I was just like, I love it. I'm going to collect them all. And that's when she said, yeah. my friends all talk about these glasses. That's the only reason I know about them. <laughs> Crazy. I have a friend of mine who is a drummer or a musician. She plays lots of instruments. I never realised that she was in quite a prominent um, Tassie band called the Sea Scouts. Um, the Sea Scouts? Yeah, and they were, you know, 
they were the support act if, if bands were touring here. And so, yeah, um, late, she, really late 90s, early 2000s, right? Yeah, and yeah. she um, supported Pavement when they came through Tandy. Like and apparently that. now Pavement are somewhat having an upswing amongst the young folk. And so well, her they'll, teenage never, they'll never win me back. They were rude about Coopers. After oh, really? Coopers about Coopers beer. No, nah, I'll never forgive them. And they were also <laughs> not very nice to my face, except Mark Eyeball. But Mark, okay, do you want to hear my pavement story? It's not particularly, I mean. Yeah, go for it. It's like, it's, it, it's one of those moments that really stuck in my craw because I actually really loved Pavement and I listened to their music. I was addicted to Wowie Zowie. I knew that it was, I would program it. I loved tracks five and seven and 15 and I would just sort of, they were just on a loop, on a loop, on a loop. My housemates got really, really sick of them. And then yeah. um, they didn't tour Australia for a really long time or maybe they did and I had just missed them. I think they toured Slanted. Anyway, look, I love them. I had all of their records, literally all of them. Um, yeah. And then um, they were coming to Australia and I was friends with someone who was involved with the concert and I knew I was going to get to meet them. And I spent all this time making this one-off handmade zine which had – um, like drawings and it also had a map of all of the pubs that sold Coopers off tap. Is this a zine that you made? Yeah, I made it. I made it. <laughs> made it myself, right? And, um, yeah. and it had drawings that I'd done when I was bent listening to pavement and, you know, and it had a mixtape as well with liner yeah. notes and everything. And so I got taken backstage and. Oh, wait yeah. on. I'm going to sneeze. Wait on. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Look at the bright light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing that one out. That was majestic. That was yeah, cool. yeah. I'm not depriving the listening audience. I should have, got, I should have really sold the build up though, a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I could have really did a well, sort of, it's, it's good that it happens in the context of this story because it's the danger of expectations and hope. Hope is a really dangerous thing at times. And I really hoped that they would, you know, that pavement would see in me a kindred spirit and a zine maker and a cool person and whatever. I don't know. I just thought they'd be, they'd be, you know, happy. And, um, yeah, I went, I went in and I was like, I made something. And like Stephen Malcolmus was sitting on a couch and he just looked really tired and pissed off and grumpy. He didn't even get up and say hello. He didn't even say hello. And then Mark Oldfold yeah. came across the room. And said, and big smile, and he said, hi. And I was like, hey, wow, this is intense, this room. I made you something. <laughs> and I gave it to him, and he looked at it, and he said, wow, this is great. Thank you. But because Steve Malkmus hadn't said it, it was like, you know, I wasn't sure if I liked – because <laughs> it's really kind you of – You ripped off. I wasn't, I wasn't even that. It was just like Steve Malkmus is obviously withholding his approval. His approbation was right. withheld. But Mark Eyeball was yeah. really nice, and I didn't talk to any of the others. I just remember sort of slinking off and going, wow, I worked really hard, and that fizzled. That was bad. And also, Aww. I felt hurt. I was really hurt. And then the reason why I put all the Coopers pubs on the, on the map was because mm. they, they had done this interview with an Adelaide paper, and they were talking about how much they loved Coopers. And I thought, what great people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, they've come to our town and they've had our beer and they're nice about it in the paper and like, that's really cool. 
And then, so that was the first, the, the meeting pavement and having the fanzine thing not really have its desired result was the first thing. But then years later, I went to see Spiral Stairs, who was the guitarist. Oh, there's yeah. as well. They did a live set at Meredith and he totally phoned in every single one of those guitar parts. I was like, I would rather have been listening to the record. I was like, mate, how fucking Aww. lucky are you? This yeah. sounds like shit. You sound awful. Yeah. And I know how yeah. good this sound. So I feel yeah. massively ripped off. And then he was doing a solo sideshow at the Northcote Social Club. And I oh, went yeah. up yeah. and I, I was very um, uh, calm and yeah. <laughs> present in the moment as you are when you're really focused on something and, and you're kind of real. I was really hoping that he would redeem himself. And yeah. he was up there on stage and he was talking to the crowd and he got stuck into Adelaide. And this is a Melbourne crowd. Oh. And he got stuck into Adelaide and he had a fucking Coopers in his hand. And I said, where do you yeah. think that beer came from? <laughs> Did you yell that out to Yeah. Him? I said, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> And I just like 500 deep and you're just like, uh, I was near the front and he fucking heard me. And I was like, I am not sorry at all. You're a douchebag, mate. And like, (laughs) I'm out of here. That's it. End of my pavement journey. Boom. I love this story. I don't like those people, but I love Mark Eibold. And later on, I found out another reason to love Mark Eibold, which is that he was hanging out with Amy Sedaris and worked on her I like you, Guide to Hospitality. But Steve Mountmas, don't oh, care how many youth think he's great now. He sucks, yeah. impolite, and Spiral Stairs is... I want to make an animation of that story. That is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one voice in the crowd. With but after years of loving pavement more than anything, like after yeah. years and years and years of loving pavement so hard and loving them so yeah. much... To have that happen, yeah. it crushed a part of my soul. And then when I discovered Andrew WK, I read this lovely bit where he said, whenever somebody comes up to me and says, I love your music, I say, me too, and we hug. And I was like, that's how it's done. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Take that, yeah. Malmus. Yeah, that's right. That's so, yeah, so good. That's my story. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's so good. Leave I just imagine that, you know, I just imagine that, you, um, like, I just imagine that in the perfect world, like, the music, the, the, the whole lull would have stopped and all the crowd would have heard was just you going, where do you think that beer came from? No, no, they all heard me. Everybody heard me. Yeah, right. I, my voice carries. And I made sure that I said oh, it good. nice and loud. Yeah, that was brilliant. That's so good. That was a douchey thing to do. It's douchey enough to diss the next town, like, Oh, not like they do in Shelbyville. It's such a, it's such yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Those people in Adelaide say that Sydney does not know how to party. Yeah, exactly. And I was so proud of them for, for not doing that in the first instance. That going back yeah, on yeah. their word and doing it differently in Melbourne just seemed to me the height of hypocrisy and arrogance and poor behaviour and bad manners. And there's just no coming yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's like, I mean, I told you my Adelaide story with Henry Rollins, right? Can you please? <laughs> I don't know if you, do you want to tell that story? I love Sure, that story. why not? We'll do this. <laughs> I just, we'll do this for the podcast, but, um. We love Adelaide, okay? 
I yeah, love yeah. Adelaide. Adelaide has a lot to offer, but it is a very two-headed beast. It is even <laughs> yeah, fast, yeah. amazingly evolved and progressive and amazing, and it's also yeah. backwards and corrupt and rotten and ill. Yeah. Both yeah. So me and my friends went and saw um, uh, Henry Rollins. This is probably late 80s. So he'd only just released his probably first solo album, Hot Animal Machine, and he'd had another um, side project called Henrietta Collins that he'd done. Um, and <laughs> Henrietta, Henrietta Collins and the Wife Beating Child Haters. That's a great provocative title for a band. But um, he um, was doing this show. I had a friend of mine, and this friend of mine was one of those kind of fair-weather people that um, – uh, he he was told by his boss that he couldn't have his twin blade mohawk at his mechanics apprenticeship, mm. so he shaved it off. And the moment he shaved his hair, he became a skinhead. So overnight, so overnight, he robbed it by the system. Now there's a flicking noise going on, Chloe, and I just I want to cut the flicking noise out. Oh, sorry, I'm sort of flipping through tabs on my on my computer. Well, don't do it because it makes a clicking noise on the. It's okay. It's like when. Okay. okay. Anyway. I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> so anyway, um and. So, you know, overnight he adopted this racist rhetoric and started listening to bands like Screwdriver and the Foreskins and um, was a racist. Anyway, so um, we're all off to see Rollins. And, um, well, actually, and my friend, and the Rollins was listening to lots of hip-hop at the time, trying to get himself probably in the mood. So the the, the, the venue, which I think was La Rocks, I think, or maybe the Adelaide Viva. And La Rocks was just the perfect venue for this story too. Yeah, it was pumping full of hip-hop beats. And my friend turned to me and said, um, oh, it's a great venue, but they're playing too much. And I'm sorry, apologies, everyone. N-word. Music. Don't, yeah, don't, no. We, uh, we've already oh, said I'm not going to say it, but they're, they're playing too much N-word music. And, um, and I was like, oh, gosh, so thank, thanks. I'm not even sure whether you're my friend anymore. I'm only 17, I should add, so I'm sort of still trying to find out who I am, by the way. Anyway, so Roland's... Oddly enough, never toured Adelaide for a good couple of years, like um, at least at least four or five years, and um, and I didn't know why. But then he came back when he I think released like End of Silence or something like that, or maybe it was Wait or something. He came and did a show at the Old Lion or something. But um, years later, I was, my friend had found these Henry Rollins bootlegs of all these live recordings, and one of them was a live recording from Japan. And it was just so amazing because in the middle of the live recording from Japan, Henry Rollins goes, you know, there are places around the world that I love to perform, but there are places I will never go to again. Oh, no. <laughs> Adelaide, South Australia. Oh, no. I'm there <laughs> waiting to go on. I'm mingling through the crowd, and I hear one bright spark say to his friend, they're playing too much N-word music. Cringe. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so I was like, oh my god, Ouch. oh my god, my, that was my friend. Who, I, no, I still and, blame the boss at the mechanics. Yes, that's right. Poor young yeah, man's exactly. spirit, he wouldn't have turned into an asshole. Maybe he would have, but you know, I, I think that he was fighting against the man, being a punk anyway, and then he got told what to yeah. do, and I think he got pushed over the edge somehow. But I love Henry Rollins. Yeah, yeah. His spoken word. Right. You're probably right. I mean, he's, <laughs> I love I love Henry Rollins. Plus, he's very handsome. Oh, isn't he? He's the total punk rock daddy. Yeah, yeah he's really cute. He's and got it going on. Capra, which was just like 
they were the people who did spoken word. It was kind of the first spoken word I'd ever heard. My brother got really yeah. and I was like, this stuff is amazing, you know. Yeah. And it was sort of like I, not stand-up, you know, but it's it's not poetry. Yeah. It's brilliant. I have an album in my collection, and like I found it when I was on tour in Sydney, and it's called um, Sound Bites from the Counterculture, a compilation of spoken word tracks, including Henry Rollins, but also Timothy Leary and um, Abby Hoffman. Um Ooh. And a bunch of other people. Um, it sounds really wanky to say it, but that album is like ground zero of my career, basically. I was, it came out in 1990. I was 18 when I heard this album. Yeah. And it just blew me away that there was this concept that you could just talk to people and then somehow that was a career or an artistic pursuit. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> And an you could share poetry and you could share it talking about yeah. anything. Yeah. And, um, I saw Roland Dattler Rocks doing his um, spoken word show. This is a show that he did, which was only within 12 months of the LA riots and was 12 months of um, his friend Joe Cole being shot. And, um, oh, that's right. Oh, my God. That broke his heart, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, So, yeah, it's, like, uh, amazing. I'm just oh, – I'm clicking. I'm clicking again. Sorry. I'm clicking. But you know what, as well? It's eight – like, we've, we've, done, we've done another episode, and this one – is going to be defamation central. So we, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know whether we, like, what do we do? Do we, should we listen back to this one carefully? Should we run this? Yeah. Who do, we feel we've, who do we feel we've defamed? Um, probably. Stephen Malcolmus. Nazis. <laughs> I don't know. Shit. As if they have feelings. Oh my God. It's like, you just like, I laugh because I'm uncomfortable in this moment. And also. Yeah. The, I believe in the power of humor to like break down barriers, but in all, in all God's truth and not necessarily if you don't believe in God and I don't, you know, what I, what I believe in would not fit any conventional person's definition of God in any way. So um, unconventional God thing that I believe in, like the universe and providence, blah, blah, certainly not a bearded white man, you know, that dude. So like, I, I guess as well, it comes from that, like, I'm a white, you know, 45-year-old person yeah. in Australia. You know, I I know that, that I don't know enough to have an opinion about a lot of stuff, but yeah. I find myself talking about it and feeling massively self-conscious, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, we can have a listen to it again, and you can bring up any concerns you have. Well, and you know, like, like, like comment, and subscribe. <laughs> we, <laughs> do need, we do need a little bit of like, I would be the first, like, if ever I've said something problematic, like on my Facebook, and people have started, you know, kind of having a problem with something I've said, I go, well, I want to talk about this. Can we talk about this? And and it will usually, like, I want I want people to take me to task if I if I've said something that's weird or wrong because I am, you know, I'm learning all the time. And yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, obviously at various times when you say something and it gets fixed in a recording, you go, wow, that's how I felt just then, and it's bad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. It might be bad, but maybe you learnt. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This is good about it. I don't think we named anybody and and. I don't think we named anybody readers. anything that would damage their character, and that's yeah. the definition of defamation, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
So, you know, unless they can work out who, who my friend's boss was. <laughs> I still blame him. And I think he shouldn't have had such a, a difficult dress code. But maybe he had class customers who didn't want a punk working on their car. There was a time when punks were really, like, problematic. Now, I oh, remember, yeah. I remember well, the first time I got called a punk. And I had dyed my hair and gone on the school ski trip. There's your privilege. First world problem. Oh, my God, I got called a punk on a school fucking ski trip. I don't think I was a punk, you know? Yeah, right. And this girl said, Hermione, you're such a punk. And I was like, thanks. I always. <laughs> such oh, I love a, it. I love it. I was like, awesome. I finally know what I am. Yeah, and, yeah. And now I remember, like, you know, this is still in the 80s, especially in Adelaide, South Australia, it was like, if you look different, boy, you know, wearing black in the wrong neighbourhood after 8pm, the cops are going to stop you, you know. Yeah, and there was a lot I of subcultures that were pretty, um, you know, they were pretty unpopular with the establishment, the man. Yeah. You know, exactly. but we were fighting a good fight, I think. Yeah, for sure. And now we're old. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And now we're out of touch, and all the young people laugh and distrust us. <laughs> and we couldn't possibly know what, what we're talking about. No, that's it. Like the 21-year-old socialist on the bus that just wants to tell you all about why you're wrong. And you go, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can see. I've been telling this great story on stage at the moment about um about this young the tabs. This young, what's that? Stop clicking the tabs. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> oh, I hear the great story. Um, That's why I love mentioning it. Beep. <laughs> oh, it's just that um, I was telling this this young kid with blue hair on the bus, telling his girlfriend that um, gay people or uh, what is it, gay gayness, homosexuality wasn't natural, and her just totally ripping him to shreds and going, "Of course it's fucking natural, you idiot. What are you talking about?" And um, and I've been telling the story on stage about how I've decided that it was my it was my turn to be the hero of the bus. And um, I turned to him as I exited it and I said, um, it's completely fucking natural, dude, and I walked off the bus. <laughs> but I didn't, but I hadn't counted that there was actually a, um, a little lip on the bus. There's oh. a little lip from the back seat till, you know, as you go down the aisle. Oh. And so I turned to this kid and I'm like, Completely fucking natural, dude. And then just did this kind of bunny hop, horsey fall <laughs> down the bus. <laughs> so I just looked like such a gimp. It was very funny. Oh, that's so oh, I feel no, I feel that hurts. That one. Oh my god. On that note, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was just going to serenade you. Say good night. <laughs> I'll kiss you. Oh, that sucks. Tomorrow I'll, oh, I'll, I'll miss you. you. <laughs> I'll always be sure. Send all my loving. All my loving. To you. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Australia. <laughs>